Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into Gifted on today's review episode. What's this? What's this? It's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. What is this? A whole new world. What is this? I got in to see Gifted uh, last night at a screening at my local AMC, and... I don't know. I wasn't like super excited to see this movie. It's gotten decent reviews. Uh, you know, I liked. I've seen. I'd seen the trailer. It looks cute. Uh, I didn't think it would be anything terribly. I don't know. Impressionable. I guess is an okay word to use in this context. Um. And so, you know, watching it. You know, I and I think it is fine. I think it's good. I think it's. Um, respectable and and it, it doesn't completely uh i don't know it doesn't cheat you out of the experience you you get exactly what you kind of expect to get i think for the most part but here's here's the thing um for me and you know probably a couple handful of other people in the world that watch this movie, it is a probably going to be very pers- a very personable story. Uh, I I felt very connected to this movie on a number of levels, um, and by the end of it, it was as if I was watching sort of an alternate reality version of my life play out in front of me. You know, if a couple of different things had happened, you know, this is this is what could have been me. You know, I could have been, um, you know, McKenna Grace in this movie, uh, Mary. And so, you know, I, I, it's, 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 it was tough to watch. You know, it's, it's a very emotional film um, dealing with the sort of future and outlook of a child that is viewed to be gifted and, and uh, someone who can potentially, you know, change the direction of of life in, in, a, in an instance uh, and on the other hand is being raised by uh, her uncle who is doing what he can to raise her as best as he believes her mother would have his sister and in that sense he's trying to make her feel like a normal kid and the movie plays those two elements against each other um, brother against uh, or rather, uh, uncle against grandmother. You know, the grandmother wants her to be um, raised to her full potential. The uncle wants her to be raised as a kid. And uh, they go to court over this. They they fight over this throughout the entire film. And there are a lot of things just within that sort of context, that construct, that bother me. Um, you know, at no point do either of the parental guardian, potential guardian figures actually just talk to the kid, like, and ask her what she wants, you know, where there's clearly the impression that she wants to stay with her uncle, but there's never a conversation like, well, look, you can do this or this, 
Do you have a preference? What do you feel about this? You know, if she is as gifted and intelligent as the movie and is making her out to be, like, let her actually talk about what she's thinking and what's going through her head. Clearly, she is well-spoken enough and intelligent enough to make, to at least express her her opinion, you know, not that we should just immediately do whatever she thinks. I, I don't think that's the best um, sort of process, but I do think that her input should be given weight and value. Uh, you know, it, it seems almost ludicrous to to ignore it. And so, so that element really bothered me about the movie, that they never really went to the kid to ask her about this situation. You know, it was all an inferred uh, preference that we dealt with. Uh, another thing that bothers me about this movie is Octavia Spencer. I hate her in this movie, not because she's bad, a, a bad actor, or, or that she's even in a, uh, I, don't, I don't know, like a, like even if her character is bad, I think that she needs to stop playing these characters. This is like the same character that I've seen her in, in Hidden Figures, in Help, in every movie she's ever been in, and I know that she's a better actor than that. I know that she can do different roles, and yet she's consistently given this role as, um, I don't know, just like a very sassy and and speaks her mind woman that is time and time again shown to be right 100% of the time. And, uh, you know, I, you know, I know there are definitely people like that. I'm not saying there aren't, but the fact that every single role Octavia Spencer is given is this exact role bothers me. And I think that her character really doesn't add anything to this movie. It's a very loosely affiliated plot that ultimately cannot, doesn't need to be there. Her character could be removed and all of the scenes could still play out exactly as they end up. Um, you know, I, I just, her, 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 her purpose is literally to be the, the babysitter for Ma the young, for Mary, and any type of character can be the babysitter. Like, it doesn't have to be someone that's the exact typecast that apparently Octavia Spencer um, pulls along with her. Um, there's a scene where Mary ends up talking to, I guess, a, a, a counselor. Um, I don't, they don't explicitly say who what this uh, Julia, Julie Ann Emery's role is, but um, that was a really interesting scene, you know, getting to look inside Mary's head, and I liked that, but that doesn't ever come up again. They don't make reference to that later on in the movie. So, you know, all these moments that just kind of get thrown to the wayside as we, like, you know, enter the final act, and, like, we just... Big reveal that, like, overshadows everything that's come before it, and then big reveal that overshadows everything that comes before it, and I wish the film had sort of built itself up better. Uh, so, I have a lot of issues with the movie from a purely story, structural standpoint. And even still, it, it's a charming movie. I think Chris Evans does good work in it, and McKenna Grace is fantastic. She's brilliant in it. But, you know, it's only like a three-star movie for me. Uh, I haven't put it into my spreadsheet yet, so I'm not sure where exactly it's going to land in the 60s, but I, I just, I'm not 100% sure. So it's okay. It's good. I liked it. I think 
you know, you just, you know what you're going to get when you watch it. And I think that that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, so that's kind of the review I'm going to give this movie. And this isn't so much a spoiler section, but this is more of like a me connecting to this movie section. And so there's definitely going to be spoilers about the movie. I don't know how far in depth I'm going to go with them, but if you do want to avoid spoilers, then you're probably better off uh, waiting to listen to this next part after you've seen the movie. Any path, so many worth exploring. Just one would be so boring. And look what you're ignoring. I've mentioned before on this podcast that uh, my parents have both passed and uh, to compare myself to Mary in this movie, uh, the movie introduces her, you know, she lives with Chris Evans, who is her uncle, and at some point when she was younger, her mother uh, committed suicide and left her in her uncle's care. Uh, her father is not in the picture and never even met her, as we later find out in the movie, so she's been raised by a, a secondary family member for the majority of her life. Uh, and, uh, you know, me, I, you know, my mom passed away when I was very young. I was three years old. And from that point on, I was raised by my grandparents. So uh, already, you know, from the beginning, I, I was able to recognize similarities between my situation and hers. It got a little more personal as uh, she is a math genius. Um, Mary is seven in this movie in first grade and is doing math at like a collegiate level. I am by no means, I, I, I was not half as smart mathematically as Mary was. I, I don't mean to compare myself that, that much, uh, but I was highly intelligent as far as math goes. I was, uh, I started school a year earlier than I was generally supposed to. I was the youngest kid in my grade pretty much every year. And from, I think, third or fourth grade on, I was in uh, the, from second grade on, I was in the gifted program at my school. And from third or fourth grade on, I was in an advanced math program uh, in relation to the majority of my, fe my, my fellow students. So I'm not saying that I would have if I had followed the trajectory of uh, studying math, that I would have ever, you know, broken new ground on physics or mathematics or anything like that. But, you know, theoretically, I could have been a very well, uh, a very well-off mathematician if that had been the uh, trajectory I had chosen. In the movie, uh, Mary is quite obviously, um, a, you know, ahead of her age in a lot of ways. And so this, the, the teachers find that out. They suggest that she go to a private gifted academy. Uh, Chris Evans says, no, I don't think that's the right decision for her. She needs to be a kid. She needs to learn what it means to be a kid. And as soon as like that sequence happens, I'm completely on board with Chris Evans. I am so happy to have not you know, th you know, spent my entire life, as as Chris Evans puts it, uh, you know, 
talking in non-trivial zeros with rush old Russian guys. You know, I, I I'm very happy to have had an as far as I can tell, you know, authentic child experience. I, I went to school in a public school. I went to a big college. I made a lot of, I met a lot of people. I had a lot of friends during that period of time. And uh, I, I'm very grateful to have spent that time doing those things. Uh, and early on in the movie, you're not really completely sure if Mary's uh, affinity for math is her own choosing. How much of it was placed on her from her mother, who was a genius mathematician, or her grandmother, who was also a genius mathematician. And so, you know, she's really good at it. She's reading books that are far beyond the scope of, you know, teenagers. And she continues, you know, she, she doesn't fully let on what her desires are. So when the school contacts the grandmother and she shows up and she wants to uh, give her the the sort of prodigy treatment that she genuinely should, could be afforded, uh, you know, you get this very blatant and very difficult to deal with tension between Chris Evans and uh, Lindsay Duncan, who plays Evelyn, the mother, or the grandmother, sorry. And so, for me, I, I really, I, I loved math when I was a kid. I would, you know, have a notebook and, and I would just do math problems in it on, on like, the, on vacation. I, uh, you know, I had math video games that I would play at home. I was very enamored by it. It was, it made sense to me. I had a good mind for it. I remember uh, just kind of... Uh, you know, when I started taking physics in high school, I took to it very, very easily and, you know, far, far, uh, you know, I, I, I think we had a, the first physics class I took, I think there were like 20 students and 19 of us were juniors in high school. One, one guy was a senior who uh, had taken a different physics course the year before that. And so... Outside of that guy, the senior in our class, you know, he was the only one on a comparable level to me as far as like understanding what was what we were doing and 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 solving these problems and and wrapping our brains around what we what was happening and what we were being taught, and you know, and like that was a class with, you know, I think in my opinion, people that were far smarter than me, just on a sort of overall basis. Uh, you know, like those were literally probably even as juniors, most of the smartest children in our school, in our high school. And I, you know, people that I greatly respect and probably have gone on to do far more with their lives than I currently have done with mine. And so, you know, I, I, it was sort of kismet in a sense you know I, I loved physics for the first time science was about math and I liked that I was really good at math you know I was in calculus I was in you know I had taken geometry and I had taken trig and I had taken algebra and you know so now I was in calculus and I was at the same, or I think I was in pre-calc for math and I was in uh, physics uh, for science and 
loved physics, and I remember, you know, we were doing derivations, and uh, a friend of mine and I, one day after class, were like fiddling around with derivatives and had come up on our own with the idea of the inverse of that, which was a lesson we weren't going to be learning for a couple of months, and that's integrals, integration. And so, you know, far be it, you know, I'm not like, the, I didn't like attend college when I was 12, I'm not, I wouldn't call myself a prodigy in any sense, and, but there are elements of this that are, are very uh, similar and, and walk a similar line to Mary's character. Um, while she was being pushed by her grandmother to in, engage in math and become the, you know, a renowned mathematician, even now I have my grandparents who raised me have consistently told me that I should be doing, you know, engineering or, or I should go back to school and take accounting courses, physics course, something to put me back into, into numbers and uh, you know, my outlet for that has been these film spreadsheets that I do, or, or the TV spreadsheets that I do, or, or Survivor spreadsheet that I do. I, I balance, I have my own, like, spreadsheet for my budget and all of that kind of thing. Uh, you know, that has been my sort of creative outlet for my affection for numbers and my love for them. And I don't, I've, ever since I got to college, I took um, an advanced physics course my first year in college, and I think I ended up going to maybe 35% of those classes in that semester. We had a class five times, we had class five times a week for an hour. I went to, on average, probably only two out of those five courses. And I ended up passing that class with a B. Uh, you know, I did really well on the tests. That's pretty much all we were graded on. And after that, uh, I just, I didn't want to keep doing it. I had no interest in spending my life dealing with numbers. I didn't want to. Uh, I didn't want to get buried under this thing that I loved because I felt like there was a very real chance that if I continued down that path, I would grow to hate uh, numbers in that way. And so I made that. I made the decision on my own to stop trying to major in physics and to be a writing major, kind of the exact opposite. Uh, I'd already dabbled in writing in high school to a modicum of success, uh, according to my English teacher then, but I enjoyed the stories, you know, when high, high college is when I really got into movies. I, I just, I loved that escape. I loved that other world that I could be transported into and uh, and then I was able to translate watching a lot of movies into math, and that was, it still is very highly rewarding for me. So I, I've got, you know, while I don't have a renowned mathematician insisting that I could, like, solve the world's problems, I do have um, my former parental figures, my guardians, consistently telling me that I should go back to school, that I should have uh, majored in this, this, or this. I should, ha you know, think of all, think of how much better off I could have been if I hadn't majored in writing, things like that. You know, I'm much better than my job at Target, and, and that's, I don't, I mean, I don't, uh, 
fully agree with most of the things that they say, but I, I get where they're coming from, and I so I can see the d angle that Evelyn in the movie is coming from. Like, if you have a person who might actually improve, not just like society, but like humankind, that's a pretty big deal. And you know, like I'm sure there are plenty of people that are like that that have been sort of pushed aside that that uh or that rather don't want to be put in those positions and that's fine like that's their decision i would never presume to make it for them but the that presents like a very interesting wrinkle into this into mary's life like could it, even if she doesn't want to like how how much agency how much responsibility does she have to do these things that are being explained to her as like world altering i don't know and so for the majority of the film like i'm sitting here watching it and i love the chris evans character i'm i'm so pleased with his decision making and the, the outlook he has for his kid. Like, he knows that he's not necessarily doing the right thing. He's just doing what he thinks is the best thing. And he's fully aware that what he's doing could be completely wrong. And I totally appreciate that. You know, the way he talks... The way he talks about things with Mary is so fantastic to me I, I wish my grandparents had talked to me in that sense that sense uh, there's a scene um, just after Mary's dad is testifying in court uh, and you know he brings up you know he never met Mary you know he left before she was born and wasn't there for the birth and never showed up after that in the seven years she's been alive and Chris Evans uh, explains to her, tells this to her, we don't see it, it happens off screen, and uh, basically she takes this very badly, you know, she's a seven-year-old kid, and to be told that your dad has had the opportunity to come find you, to come see you, to, to meet you, and has chosen not to is devastating, uh, you know, it, it's tough for anyone, you know, let alone a kid to learn that sort of news and um she's distraught she locks herself in her room she's crying and ultimately you know things are i guess sort of eased along in a sense uh chris evans takes her and octavia spencer to a hospital where he shows them they gosh it looks like they wait there for like aid for hours and hours and hours and finally uh this guy comes out of the back and he goes over to this other family and he announces like oh it's a boy and like the whole family is excited and they're so happy and and he points to that and he's like that's what how it was when you were born you know that's exactly what happened and she asks him like well who who came out and told everybody he says i did you know and 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 then she, you know, wants to wait around for it to happen again. And then it happens again. And, like, she goes over and, like, is joining the fa that other family in celebration. And it's a really touching and really sweet moment uh, between the two of them. And, uh, you know, I, I, was, uh, I was 10 when my father passed. So three years older than Mary is. 
and for the next uh, six, six and a half, seven years, give or take, uh, I, I lived under a delusion as to how I believed my parents both died, and it wasn't until I was 17, uh, uh, filling out a, a FAFSA financial aid form, that my grandparents revealed to me the truth of what, what really took place, and that is something that has been very, very, uh, very devastating to me, you know, I consistently, consistently, consistently wish that I had learned this truth earlier, because it is a very important thing, and I feel cheated and deceived about that. And I, I don't, I think the two situations are, are somewhat different, they're not, um, not by any means identical, and I guess shouldn't be, shouldn't be treated as such, but I guess what I'm saying is, like, I'm looking at this situation for for Mary, and I I wish that I had been given the the respect that I believe she was given. At least, you know, being honest with her, telling her like the truth of what happened and what was said at that court trial, and and keeping her uh, in the know. And I mean, on a separate note, like that would have been great to see in the movie to have actually those scenes of him explaining what's going on and to see what she thinks about them, or even to have her. At the trial, I don't know that that was uh, an option, given the fact that she's so young and, and you know, so uh, so 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 frequently and so often in this movie, I could see not necessarily not always just things that like happened to me, but things that could have happened to me, avenues that uh, could have been part of my life, and it's it's a really it's really difficult to see something like that, uh, you know. And, and and movies with kids who who have uh, whose parents die, movies with kids uh, who live with their grandparents, like these are things that you know you've got your uh, you know you've got your Lion King, you've got your Willy Wonka and the Choc Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, uh, whichever one, the old one. I mean, I guess they both satisfy this requirement, but um, you know, so many Disney movies and Pixar movies deal with like kids that don't have parents or or kids that are raised by grandparents you know we've seen this again and again it's a very common trope in movies and uh, you know so like it's not like i don't see this frequently and it doesn't it, it affects me each time in a different way you know but this one given the, the sort of mathematics bent to it and uh, just the the way that I could just see myself in this movie is is kind of a just a, a different animal entirely. And you know what I you know I would have loved having a parent like Chris Evans is in this movie. I think he's a great father figure. Uh, you know it's it's you can't possibly know that you're doing the right thing and the acknowledgement that you're going to make mistakes is is important it's just trying to avoid as many as you can and fix them when they happen you know you can't be perfect no parent is no kid is and acting like anything other than that is the case just it, it does a disservice to all parties involved 
I, you know, I, I look at a movie like this and then it really makes me excited to be a dad someday. You know, I'm pretty far removed from that scenario, but I would, you know, I've always envied the idea and the prospect of being a father. I think that I have a lot of traits that will lend itself to parenthood and a movie like this, you know, you look, you know, I don't, I wouldn't necessarily call myself akin to like what Chris Evans character is. You know, he, he repairs boats at a marina freelance and, uh, you know, he doesn't have a great job. He doesn't have a great, you know, he doesn't have healthcare. He doesn't have uh, a great house necessarily. You know, he, he lives very below his means in a sense. You know, he used to be a professor of philosophy at a, at a university and but with with Mary you know his life is his life has a purpose his life has a meaning he is doing everything he can for her as much as he can and that is kind of what being a parent is it's it's doing everything you can for them to the best of your ability in its sort of most simple form so this is a movie it's it's a good movie it's not a great movie it's i don't ever i don't expect it to get any oscar nominations i don't expect it to really stay in the minds of a lot of people uh but it's probably one that i'm gonna think about occasionally and and remember for its similarities and parallels to my own life and those are and it's movies like that that you know they they mean something to you whether that's me whether that's you whether that's whoever uh that that most people just can't latch on to most people just don't connect to in the same way and uh you know those are tough to find because uh, you know we're all so vastly different and to find a movie that a, that's attuned specifically to you and specifically to who you are is 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 a very tall order uh, it, it's not but but when you do find that then you end up with just a, a magical sort of experience of, of that movie. And even even more to the point is, is sharing that film with someone you care about and, and showing them like, hey, look, this is, this is a movie that really speaks to me on a personal level, on an emotional level. Uh, whether, you, you know, whether your movie is The Avengers or... or uh, or like Shawshank Redemption, or Seven, or Fight Club, or you know anything in between. If it's Toy Story, if it's The Lion King, if it's Twelve Years a Slave, you know whatever the movie is that speaks to you, that communicates with you the the most emotional and and heartfelt connection. To have something like that that you can point to and say, you know, this is this. You know, whether or not you think this is a good movie, whether or not you like this movie, whether or not this, that, or the other, it is a movie that is so intimately and and strangely connected to me that I can't let go of it in a sense. 
And I, I think that that in and of itself is a big reason why people like going to the movies because there are going to be these stories that we see on the screen that speak to us. And you never really know which movies those are going to be until you see them. You know, I wouldn't have... Like, sure, I saw the parallels seeing in the trailer of between myself and Mary and Gifted, but, like, I did not realize just how finely tuned this was for me. And, you know, had I not even seen the trailers, I might have been even further removed from my expectations for this film. So that is kind of... That's why I'm, like, I want people to watch movies. I think it's in, it's, a, it's a great... You know, or it doesn't even have to be movies. TV shows can accomplish the same thing. Books can accomplish the same thing. It's about the stories. It's about the characters in them and and how they communicate with you, how you understand them, how they understand themselves. And so, just experiencing these other stories that somebody else wrote, and whether or not they just happened upon something like gifted, whether or not it's based on a true story, whether or not it's something that happened in their life, it's still, you know, that doesn't deflate how much of an impact it has when you experience it. And so, I don't know. I mean, that's just, I don't know. I'm just kind of like spitballing here. I'm just like stream of conscious letting all these words tumble out of my mouth. And I like this movie. It's, it's, you know, I don't expect to, you know, I'm not going to rewatch it a lot, maybe once, uh, if that, but it it's forever going to sort of have this small piece of me attached to it in that way. And, you know, there have been plenty of movies in my past that have a similar uh, experience to me, uh, with me, to, to varying levels of attachment. Uh, you know, something like, like the Lion King, you know, was was a very very important movie to me when I was a kid. Um, or or even looking at a movie like Inside Out was an incredibly important movie to me uh, when I saw it the other, uh, two years ago. And you know, this is just another one of those movies that kind of came out of nowhere and swept me up off my feet in a way. Uh, yeah, so this has been my sort of personal take on Gifted. Um, it goes wide this weekend and uh, stars Chris Evans, McKenna Grace, Lindsay Duncan, Jenny Slate, Octavia Spencer, among others. It's, it's a fine movie. It's a good movie. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you have any comments, concerns, questions, or answers, you are more than welcome to direct those to circleoffilm at gmail.com. If you want to find more information about me and the podcast, you can check out the show notes or head over to circleoffilm.com, and there you will find past episodes, information about me, and the spreadsheet I mentioned, as well as... um, the Circle of Film Awards, and the Scavenger Hunt Superlatives. Thank you again, and as always, have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be the same tonight. I know she'll never
Wait a minute. Wait a minute.